yesterday in the evening we got to learn something very important and as i declared this week is a week of honoring our fathers celebrating our fathers and i believe it is very important for us to do this for us to do this very much because we are living in a generation where people don't honor and give reverence and celebrate fathers celebrate your fathers and um, yesterday i was sharing that um a father is a person who makes an impact in one's life happens to be a role model a teacher a leader a mentor so usually people think that fathers um are the people who are the ones that give birth to them but um i was able to make it clear to us that that is not the case the father is someone that has impacted your life positively has impacted your life positively so it is very relevant for us to see the people that god has brought into our lives as fathers and i was sharing that it's very sad that now in the days that we are living in especially in ghana we don't revere fathers even leaders elders and um, in those days when i was young growing up one of the things that we used to do was that if you see an elder you're supposed to greet even with the right hand yes but in our days when people even see elders they don't greet them we used to experience this where when an elder is standing up and you are sitting and the car is full you as a young person is supposed to stand up and let the elders sit down all these things you don't see them again in our days yes and it is because that kind of discipline that training that they used to give to us when we were in school it is no longer there in those days where they used to cane us they used to discipline us i think that those days were very good but in our days they say if you pick a cane and you beat someone for something wrong that the person has done it's an offense and you it can cost your life but i think that that is very wrong for us to do we need to be disciplined the bible teaches when he grows he will not depart from it train up a child the way he should go and when he grows he will not depart from it so i strongly believe that as believers as children we need to allow ourselves to be disciplined and corrected by our fathers amen and one thing again i've also realized is that the devil is doing everything possible to eliminate that sense of fatherhood leadership from our generation so you we live in a generation where people don't give respect or even see fathers as more relevant yes people can be there and they are not um talking with their fathers and they are okay with it they can stand somewhere and insult their fathers and do a whole lot of things say a lot of things against their fathers despise the words of their fathers and they can go as cut free without thinking that that is all right everything is all right and um everything is well but i'm here to tell you that if you don't revere and high, highly esteem your fathers it is a curse it is a curse amen the bible says in ephesians 6 verse 2 it says that anna your verse 3 anna your father and your mother you see fathers come before mothers anna your fathers and your mothers for this is the first command it's a commandment by god with a promise and it, it, this is the first command with a promise a promise so and the promise is that that it may be well with you 
and you will live long on this earth. So if it's, you want it to be well with you, and if you want to live long on earth, I think and I believe that you need to do the right thing by honoring your fathers. Some people may be here and say that, as for me, my father died a long time ago. I believe that that is supposed to be a dad, just one particular kind of father, a biological father. But look around and see all the fathers that God has given to you and, and appreciate them for, um, to be in your lives. Appreciate them in your lives. Fathers can be pastors. Fathers can be leaders in authority. Uh, I mean, God, God himself is our father. God himself is our father. He has never abandoned us. He has never, never abandoned us. You know, um, Laurentia was giving me a testimony this, this um, very evening. And, and I'm thinking about, I mean, if God didn't care about us, that means that all the prayers that we are praying, it wouldn't work. You see, it actually, the favor is not for me. It's not from the, it is from God himself. And it is from God himself because we actually asked him to give it to us. So I strongly believe that God is our father and he hears us when we cry out unto him. Hallelujah. And we also have even people, um, extended relatives who are elders and happen to be our father, our uncles, I mean, and all these people. And yesterday, I was able to share the five kinds. Um, is it the five kinds? I think so. The kinds, um, the six kinds of fathers. I shared number one, that we have an adoptive father. One who is not a biological father, but he adopts you. We have the putative father. One that is like he's your father, he's not your father. And the, re the reason is because probably they gave birth to you out of fornication or probably, and maybe the father is denying, I'm not your father, he's not legally, he hasn't legally established that relationship as a father with you. That is a putative father. We also have a stepfather who possibly didn't give birth to you, but because maybe your mother remarried again, that person happens to be a stepfather. And we have a foster father, one who is not um, a biological father, neither is he a stepfather, but he has taken it upon himself or herself to take care of you. That is a, a, a foster father. And we have the biological father himself who gave birth to you. Who gave birth to you. And you'll be surprised that even sometimes the fathers who happen to be our biological fathers, they give birth to us, but they are not, they are not there to even take care of us. They are not there. They are not around. Sometimes they leave, they evacuate this life. And um, because of that, you don't even get the chance to see them. And it happens all around. But you see, throughout all these things, you should, you should see the fathers as well, the other fathers that God has given to us, and, 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 and see them as your fathers and, and respect them and love them as who they are. And then we also have a spiritual father. And as I shared yesterday, the spiritual father is the one that um, performs all the functions that I just mentioned. He performs an, as an adoptive father, a putative father, a stepfather, a foster father, also biological, and then also functions as a spiritual person who oversees you. And um, what I believe is that with the, the spiritual father is one, the person that is even the highest of them all. That must be revered. You see, God is our spiritual father. God is our spiritual father. And he created us, even created the people who gave birth to you. And that is why, as a believer, you need to revere God more than every other person in this world. I'm not saying don't, don't um, um, disrespect any other father. But it's important for you to see who your spiritual father is, who is God, 
and revere him as well we have people living in this world that happen to be our spiritual fathers and we must revere them highly we must highly esteem them because they carry so much power one thing i want you to know in this life is that most of the things that are being ruled by the world are ruled by spiritual things about 99 percent of the things that are being ruled by the world are being ruled by spiritual things and yesterday i was explaining it to someone in the evening i was telling the person that you see that is why when someone dies you, you can cut the person by and dissect the person remove the intestines of the person and the person will not respond but if the person should be alive, if the spirit of the person should be inside the person, just let there be a match, a match lit of fire. Burn the person, the person will respond. That should let you know that it is the spirit that quickeneth. As Jesus Christ said, the flesh profits nothing. That is why you need to feed your spirit with good things, not with evil things. Because whatever you feed your flesh with, it will affect your spiritual life. Hallelujah. Amen. So we continued with um, um, the six six things we have to do for our fathers six things that we have to do for our fathers and um, i shared that we must honor our fathers number two we must listen to our fathers number three we must hear our fathers number four we must endure discipline of our fathers number five we must obey our fathers and then number six we must accept the corrections of our fathers. We must be corrected by our fathers. It is very important that we take this into consideration, else we will be left standing without, without um, being trained up very well by our fathers. And you know, one thing I've realized from all these things is that the highest of them all is that we must honor our fathers. You see, if someone honors the father, that means that you, the person listens to the father. By listening, you honor your father. Yes. So as I was saying, you must honor your fathers. You must listen to your fathers. You must hear your fathers. You must endure discipline from your fathers. You must obey your fathers. And then finally, you must be allow yourself to be corrected by your fathers. And I gave scriptures. And maybe if you were not able to get the, the you can get the information on my, I mean, the message will be posted on my podcast. And you can listen to the, it's over there hallelujah god bless you but what i want you to understand is that when you do all these five things you actually find yourself honoring your father you listen to him you hear him you endure his discipline you obey him and you allow yourself to be corrected by him when you are when you allow these things to happen you you turn out honoring him and revering him you see some of us we don't know how to celebrate our father we don't know how to give to them because we, we, we haven't been taught how to do all these things. We haven't been taught that it is a good thing to honor your fathers. It is a good thing for you to celebrate them, to give to them. All we, 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 we do is that we receive from them all the time. We take money from them. And then, um, I mean, um, um, we think that is okay. You see, once your father is living, remember that it is, it is, it is, it is possible that you can lose him or her. So far as he's making an impact in your life, you should be able to show your gratitude and appreciate him and celebrate him for what he is doing in your life. I believe I'm speaking to someone. And um, I know that even as we are learning all these things, it will help us. If yesterday you were not able to do something good for your father or even at least give him something, you see, it is not just about words. That is why I'm seeing. It's not just that you go to your father and so yesterday I was talking to someone. See, it is not just about going to call your father and say, Daddy, happy Father's Day. 
and that is all. God bless you, and that is all. Or sending messages. You should do beyond that because he has been there with you through thick and thin, through your challenges. And sometimes some of you, you think that, well, my dad hasn't been good to me. And he abandoned me when I was young. Say all kinds of things. So he's still your father. He brought you to this world. And even aside the one who brought your biological father, your spiritual fathers, your adopted fathers, those who have been your stepfathers, those who have been around you, impacted your life, your leaders, even people who taught you in school, that you thought they, they, were, they were evil and were doing evil to you. These people were there for you. They, they taught you, they corrected you, and you thought that, well, these people were wicked. But they have shaped your life one way or the other, and you need to honor them. They deserve to be honored by you. You see, yesterday, I, I called one of my teachers. It's not something that I have to share, but because I'm teaching, just to cite an example. And I wished him a happy Father's Day. And I, I mean, aside that, I, I, I honored him in a way, in, in a way. And he was like, I have made his day. When I heard just that, I was happy. You know, see, sometimes people just need to hear from you and they just need you to do something little, not that much, but something little for them. As, as, um, as, as a sign and a token of what they have done for you, as a sign of appreciation for what they have done in your life. You see, when you do that, you actually make them understand that you, you, you are concerned about them and you appreciate them being in your life and what they have done for you. But this world of today, we are ungrateful. Ingratitude has filled our hearts. We think about ourselves alone and we think about only what will, um, um, what will, what will satisfy our needs and our desire, which is wrong. It is very wrong, you see. So we need to remember what they have done for us. You see, fathers have been there to put the home in order. Fathers have been there to put the world in shape and in order. Imagine if the fathers were not there. What would have happened? The world would have been chaos because there are some things women cannot be strong enough to do. And that is why fathers are, are there. I'm not saying women, you are not strong. You are strong. God has created you in a unique way. But what I'm saying is that you see, God first created the man. And that is why the man needs to be honored. So maybe you have um, someone who happens to be um, a father in your life. Not just a father, but a boyfriend. Uh, let, let me not even say a boyfriend. When you say boyfriend, it's a worldly thing. Where you have a beloved who has impacted your life positively. You have, you have someone who is a pastor who has impacted your life positively. You have someone who is a stepdad that adopted you and has taken care of you, has provided, has given to you. And anytime you go to the person, the person didn't shun you. That person needs to be honored. Appreciate the person. It's not every time that your money goes into your mouth. Sometimes you need to stretch forth your money to those who have done good in your life. Hallelujah. And I know when you do this, you are going to be blessed. So this evening, I'm going to teach something very short. And um, because of time, I don't want to waste time. So I'm just going to give three points over here. And tomorrow we'll continue with the message. I want to teach on six things we have to do for fathers. Oh, I think I thought this. Sorry, pardon me. I want to teach on the presence of a father. The presence of a father. And I'll give three points today. And... Um, then the next three points tomorrow. So there's six, six things that will happen when there is a presence of a father. Six things that happens when there is a presence of a father. Um, without wasting time, I'll continue. The first one is that fathers are there to speak to the destinies of 
their children. Fathers are there to speak to the destiny of their sons and daughters, either spiritually, physically, um, biologically, um, maybe the person is adopted, whoever the person, so far as he's a father, he is there to speak to the destinies of their children. And you see, I remember a story where there is um, this man, you know, who called for one of his niece to come and do something for him. But then the niece didn't go. The niece rather went somewhere and spoke bitterly against him. But um, he got to hear about it. And when he got to hear about it, he wasn't happy. So he sent forth a message, passed on a word that the lady, the niece of his, should never step a foot in his house again. And I think the matter became very serious. So because of that, the, the, the parent of the, the, the lady had to come to the, 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 the uncle of this niece to come and apologize. Now, when the, the lady got to the, the door and then the, the, the uncle saw the, the lady, the man closed his eyes and told them that they should go. He doesn't want to see the lady. He told them that they should go. He doesn't want. They begged and begged, but he said no. He said no. He will not agree. He should go. The lady should go. Now, when the lady stepped for out outside with the, the 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 family, they were going. She started removing herself. She got mad. She got mad on the road. Started removing herself. Started removing herself. Started removing. Herself. She had gone mad. It took some time prayers and deliverance and i think the man forgave him before she came back to her senses what i'm trying to tell you is that the fathers carry power power to change your destiny for you and that is why it's important for you to revere them greatly no matter who they are even if they have done you wrong it is important for you to revere them greatly now let us take a scripture in the bible genesis chapter 49 Genesis chapter 49. The Bible says that then Jacob called for his sons and said, gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, the first person. You are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power, turbulent as the waters. You will no longer excel for you went up onto your father's bed onto my couch and defiled it. This is what Jacob said to him. He said that you will no longer excel. Number two, Simeon and Levi, our brothers, their swords are weapon of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly, for they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cares be their anger, so fierce, and their fury, so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. Number three, Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. Now, I believe that the verse 9, says that you are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? Now, I believe that, you see, we usually say lion of the tribe of Judah, lion of the tribe of Judah. The blessings started from here. The blessings started from here now when you read through you realize that the blessings of jacob actually began to work 
on their lives. Now, when you read through scriptures, you realize that most of the kings came from the tribe of Dan. Most of the kings. Sorry, sorry. They came from the tribe of Benjamin. They came from Saul. The first king of Israel came from the tribe of Benjamin. Most of the kings of Israel came from the tribe of Benjamin. Listen to what um, Jacob said to Benjamin. He said, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours the prey. In the evening, he divides the plunder. This is what he said to him. So you see, fathers have that power to speak to the destinies of their children in order to change them. Now, yet still, when, when people are cursed by their fathers, it is possible that another father who is spiritual can change that curse. Let us go to Deuteronomy chapter 33. The reason why I'm saying that spiritual fathers are very powerful and you must not joke with them. Deuteronomy chapter 33. The Bible says that this is the blessing that Moses, the man of God, pronounced on the Israelites before his death. He said, the Lord came from Sinai and dawned over them from Seir. He shone, he shone forth from Mount Paran. He came with myriads of holy ones from the south, from his mountain slopes. Surely it is you who love the people, and all the holy ones are in your hand. At your feet they all bow down, and from you receive instruction. The Lord that Moses gave us, the possession of the assembly of Jacob, he was king over Jeshurun when the leaders of people assembled along with the tribes of Israel. Verse 6, listen to this. Let Reuben live and not die, nor his people be few. And he said about Judah, Hear, Lord, the cry of Judah. Bring him to his people. With his own hands, he defends his cause. Oh, be his help against his foes. About Levi, he said, Your Thummim and Irem belong to your faithful servants. We tested him at Massa. We contended with him at the waters of Meribah. You see, so as we continue to read, you realize that you realize that God, um, um, the spiritual father, Moses, who was spiritual, was able to revoke the curses that Jacob passed on a sick bed. And I'm here to tell you, for those of you who only um, give respect to one father and does not give any respect to other fathers. What if these fathers that you give respect to, they don't leave you any inheritance? And that is why it's important for you to revere other fathers, especially those who are spiritual, because spiritual fathers are able to change and revoke spiritual things that have been said against you. Is there anyone suffering over here? I pray upon the person's life that let that suffering come to an end. Is there anyone that a curse has been pronounced upon? I pray and declare that let that curse be revoked in the mighty name of Jesus. I stand as a spiritual father and I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice that let that curse be revoked. Let that curse be reversed. Whatever curse that is working against your life, that is making you struggle, I reverse it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Number two. Number two. Fathers are there to correct. The presence of a father. Fathers are there to correct. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 9. Hebrews 12 verse 9. We'll be done very soon. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? 
You see, so here the Bible is trying to teach us about our spiritual fathers. Okay, teaching us that, you see, the fathers of our flesh, our biological fathers, they were there to correct us. And we revered them because they corrected us. For some of you, you've had your fathers disciplining you. So because of that, Charlie, you are always on point. You, you don't joke with your father at all. When you hear your father, then your heart begins to beat. Your heart has come out of your, your chest. And you, you begin to, you, 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 I don't know if you, you, you want to survive or you don't want to survive. But you see, all these things makes us understand how we revere our, our fathers in the flesh. But you see, the Bible is saying that, shall we not much rather be in subjection to the father of spirits? The father of spirits and live. You see, we have a father of spirits. That is why I'm saying that don't joke with your spiritual fathers, especially God and the people that he has placed in your life to um, um, cover you spiritually. Why? Because they have the right to give you life. And that is how God has made us and made them for you. Your spiritual fathers are people that are there to provide life for you, that you can live a good life. So the Bible says, shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father or Spirit? Yes. If you are, you are here and you only give respect to your, your, your father and you don't give any respect to those that are aside, even your pastors or even God the Father, you are in great trouble. Why? Because the one that gives you life is the one that you must even revere the most. Yesterday I was telling someone something. I was telling the person that, look, we have been able to give respect to our fathers. The Bible teaches us that we should honor our father and our mother. But do you know that the person that created your father and your mother must be honored the most more than even your father and your mother? How possible is it that you honor your father and mother and then you will not honor the one who created your father and mother? So let us watch these things. It is very important. The presence of a father is there to correct you. And I believe that our spiritual fathers are also there to correct the path. Sometimes you are walking on a path of darkness. You are walking on a wrong path. But your spiritual father will be there to drive you away from the path and then lead you to the right path. I remember one time, this is a true, a true thing that happened. Um, one friend of mine, a senior brother of mine in the Lord, shared unto me concerning something very important, concerning a, a man of God who had a son that he had trained very well. This man had now become a prophet, a strong man of God, now working in power. Now, after, after he realized that he had become very powerful, that he can cast devils, that he can prophesy, this man decided to rebel against the father, started speaking against him, saying a whole lot of things against him. This happened in Ghana. The man didn't say anything. The man picked the stone, threw the stone up. The stone fell to the ground. And he told his other sons, he said, have you seen how the stone fell to the ground? I've left this guy to the Lord. Two months later, the guy died. Yeah. So I'm here to tell you that it is very important for you to see the power and the relevance of a father in your life because he's able to correct people's path. When you are making a mistake and you are told that this thing that you are doing, it is wrong. Do it like this, do it like that. It is important for you to behave like a fool and allow yourself to be corrected so that you walk on the right path. God is our father. He corrects us daily. But when we choose not to listen, see the things that happen to us. Many people have died because they refused to follow the directions of God. Look at Jonah. 
entering into the, the, the belly of a fish, whether it was a megalodon, whether it was, it was a, a whale, whatever that it, it, it had to be. He was in the, the belly of a fish for three days, four days. Why? Because God wanted to correct him. If Jonah had still rebelled, God would have killed him. Look at someone like Saul. I believe that Saul could have come back to the law. But you see, he chose to go against the will of God. Yes, even though God had removed that throne authority from him, he could have come back. But he chose to continue in his wickedness and darkness. And this is how he ended. Saul died. Yes. Look at someone like Hezai. Gehazi, when the master gave an order to him and told him that, look, don't take any money. Gehazi went, went to take the gold and the silver, went to hide them and thought that he had, he, had, he had fulfilled everything by deceiving the master. He came home, the master Elisha asked him, where did you go? He said, oh, I didn't go anywhere. And he said, are you not the one who just went to Haman? And he cursed him. Gehazi became a leprosy. Look at the end of Judas Iscariot. I am here to tell you, brethren, that fathers carry strong power. And if you don't take care, it can affect your life. Number three, their presence is to exonerate us from curses. Their presence is to exonerate us from curses. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. Malachi 4, verse 5 to 6. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. Let me repeat myself again. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. So we realize here that God was actually ready to destroy the land. The land. If the hearts of the children were not turned to their parents. And if the hearts of the parents were not turned to their children. You see, sometimes it is important for you to know that some fathers also need to be corrected themselves. That is why the Bible says that parents do not provoke your children. Yes, sometimes some fathers need to be corrected. Yesterday, my spiritual father was sharing concerning um, a father who used to sleep with a daughter. He used to have sex with a daughter. And then, because the daughter realized that this thing was not good, the daughter came to um, 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 tell my spiritual father about it. So when he came to tell my spiritual father about it, what happened was that they called the man and then they decided to talk to the man. The man threw them off and told them that, why? I am the one who gave birth to the lady. I choose to do what I want to do. Is that your problem? Started insulting them. For such a father, imagine what, 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 what kind of, what kind of um, um, how do we call it? What, what kind of um, um, impact he's making on the child. He's destroying the child's life. Yes. So you see, sometimes some fathers need to be corrected themselves because of some of the things that they do. Yes. And I'm not saying that it is not, it is not, it is not right that um, a child shouldn't um, revere the father. As a child, you must revere your father. But sometimes, some of the fathers need to be corrected. Yes. Yes. So, they had to arrest the man. They, they called for policemen and they had to arrest the man. Some things like this, you don't do them as a father. Yes. And I'm speaking to all those here who happen to be fathers. 
to many people that sometimes you need to be corrected. You need to accept corrections because some of the things that you will do will not benefit the lives of people. And so you need correction. Yes, that is why as a father, you also need people who are of higher authority who teach you the right thing. Yes, someone who appears to be a father but does not have anyone or, or um, um, does not subject or submit to any and under any higher authority, such a person is not a good father, as you say, because such a person does not give, um, that does not like to be corrected when he or she goes wrong. Yes, yes, because even our fathers who live with us, our fathers, all right but they must sub submit to God. And if they don't submit to God, they are not good fathers. I believe I'm communicating here. Does it make sense? All right. So some fathers also need to be corrected. That is why he's saying that the parents should also, them, them, he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of their children to their parents. And God sent Elijah to do that so that God will not destroy the land. Hallelujah. Yes. So, Fathers are there to exonerate us from curses. And um, what does it mean to exonerate? What does it mean to exonerate? What does the English dictionary say about um, exonerate? Um, exonerate is that um, to remove a burden or to remove a responsibility, a duty, or a charge. You see, sometimes in life, there are some struggles that you are not supposed to go through. There are some struggles that you are not supposed to face because your fathers are there to preserve you from them. That is why it's good for you to submit to them because when you don't do that, you are, you are open from so many wars and battles. And yesterday I was sharing with you that, you see, that is why David, in the life of David, David fought all the battles so that Solomon didn't have to fight any battle. Yes. So see, there are some battles you don't need to fight them because your father has already fought them for you. But if you decide that I'm on my own, I don't have any authority under me, whether spiritual or whether um, um, physically, by biological, whatever that it may be, adopted or whatever that it may be. So I don't I'll accept any correction or rebuke. I do things on my own. You realize that there are some fights that you fight, which if you don't take it, it will even take you to your death and to your grave. And that is what is happening in this world today. Yes. Yes. My last scripture, Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. Job chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. The Bible says, in, in the Bible, I mean, there was a man named Job. The Bible says, his sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cares God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. You see, so Job was a father to his sons and his daughters. And so Job used to offer sacrifices and used to um, 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 plead for his children on behalf of his children so that curses will not befall his children. And I believe that this is the duty of a father, the presence of a father in your life. That is why you need a father because sometimes there are some mistakes that you cannot handle. It is your father who fights for you. I'm telling you. There are some things 
that are strong for you that you may not be able to handle. When you go to your father, your father will handle it easily for you. Why? Because he has been able to handle such a, such a situation before out of experience. Oh, yes. Yes. And I believe that a father is someone who appears to be a teacher. And he teaches what he has, he has, he has learned out of experience. Not what he has just learned and he's just teaching. No, 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 no. A father is someone who has, who has, who is two teachers and who has lived in this life out of experience. Not that he teaches based on what he has learned. No, 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 no. Out of experience. What he, has, he or she has gone through. That is a father. And so I pray for you that let the, the grace of a father come upon your life. Let the covering of a father come upon your life. I ask that may the Lord preserve you wherever you are. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord guide you.